November 2018, I sat in front of an interview panel competing for a job as an administrative assistant. It paid $14 an hour and required a degree. <laughs> With sweaty palms, a racing heart, and the knowledge that I was just one of many interviewing, I wondered, how could I stand out to be picked? After several interviews, I struggled to stand out from the herd, but I knew. I knew I was a powerful asset to have and they just couldn't see it. I'm teachable, determined, and scrappy when I need to be, but I couldn't help them see that. One call to a friend changed everything when she said, why don't you work for clients online instead of in person? Something shifted in me and I started researching becoming a virtual assistant. I read articles, paid for courses to teach me how to launch and asked questions to others in the industry. And I learned this shit sounded stagnant. <laughs> Sure, they were virtual, but they were still embodying the corporate rigidity and mindset. And if I was going to do this, I was going to do it in an entirely different way. So I put on my blinders and launched a business without using any of the lessons, feedback, and guides I had in front of me. And within two weeks, I was fully built. Within one year, I was earning double the income I would have if I'd accepted a job offer from any of those interview panels. And then I started teaching others to do the same. Hi, I'm Lorelai Taylor. This podcast is where we candidly share our journeys. Mine is an initiator to an entirely different kind of virtual assistant business, and Marcel's is an integrator who took my lessons and did it in her own way too. You get both of our perspectives in an unscripted, free-spirited, and joyful approach to launching, running, and up-leveling your own VA business. Let's go to the show. we're back <laughs> Yay. so we were talking this morning and it's been two and a half years since we launched your VA lab together which is so wild and crazy yeah nuts I can't I'm believe really it yeah and then some of the people we've been able to help have like gone huge like one girl is she runs her own agency. <laughs> She's hiring yeah. other VAs from us so that she can have a higher client load and stay in her zone of genius. And that's just, it's so cool seeing the stories of people who have come through your VA lab. But I think today in our like revamping of, of YVAL, as we affectionately call it, it'd be kind of cool to talk about like what's happened with us since we started. So for me, I started in the end of 2018 with my business. And, you know, initially I thought like I had been putting out all of these applications to, or submitting my resume to become a administrative assistant. And I just found myself lost in the herd of other people. I didn't stick out in the crowd at all. And I felt like I was doing all of this fighting for a job that was going to pay $14 and 50 cents an hour. And a lot of them, they need like a bachelor's degree in order to even apply. And I'm thinking like, how is this possible? <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I don't understand how someone paying off student loan debt can survive off of 1450 an hour, at least in the area we were in, it didn't seem logical. So I was talking to a friend and she said to me, like, why don't you just help entrepreneurs online? Why are you why are you doing it this way? And I was like, well, that's interesting. I'll think about that. And then I went on a job interview where I did no idea that it would be a panel. So there's three people in front of me and I'm sweating bullets, probably left like a sweat stain in the chair. TMI, you're welcome. <laughs> 
but i was your pits (laughs) 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 creases in my resume i'm holding too tightly (laughs) so nervous and i get in there I'm completely bombarded. I've not been prepared for this. And they asked me this question was, which is when was the last time you lied? Or no, broke a rule. No, they said, when was the last time you broke a rule? And I'm like, it's a trap. Like, oh, (laughs) yeah, I feel like that is a trap. What the heck? Okay. And I'm like, what'd you say? Well, I was thinking, I'm sitting here like spiraling. (laughs) And I, I'm like, oh my gosh. So speeding is probably the most common answer. I can't say that. Like, yes, I've, I've, I've sped, like I've gone above the speed limit, but I can't say that. And I like completely forgot who I was. Like I had no, like, I don't know. I'm a baby. I don't know what to say here. And so I just stuttered and stuttered and stuttered and told them I didn't know. And clearly I didn't get the job. <laughs> And I walked away saying like, never again, I, I never again. And that's when I really decided to launch my VA business. And I started to look into some other programs people had where they were teaching people how to become a VA. And every time I got into one of them, I was like, this is so stale. and gross and I don't want to be a part of it and it was just it was like a bunch of accountant type mentalities like very dry like not a lot of fun and I was like this just doesn't feel right so I just put on my blinders and I just launched I launched my business not paying attention to how anybody else does it and I learned a lot along the way within two weeks of launching my business I became fully booked and I maintained those clients for a few years I'm still working with one of them Now I'm still fully booked and I've gone from VA to online business manager now to chief operations officer. So that's super cool. And I did it all while not playing by the rules, which I love. And so then, you know, I had started this program where I was just showing people like a, I thought, I don't know, was seven day experience or something like that, Marcel, where I just showed you guys, here's how to launch a business. And Marcel was interested. So she jumped in. And you kind of did the same thing. You hit the ground running, like, all in. Yeah. Well, I did. I did take one month, though, because, well, I mean, you have that level of fear and, like, self-doubt. But then we also, when I did that seven-day launch that you did, which I absolutely loved, it was, like, brain dump of everything you (laughs) had learned in the seven days. It was intense, but it was absolutely amazing. So I love that you did that, but I did take one month and like slowed my role because we had COVID hit. Mm. And so I already had that, like the nerves of just kind of getting started and doing something new and think something that people like hadn't really heard about, but yet kind of heard about. And we're kind of like, well, aren't you a robot? You know what I mean? So you had like that <laughs> little bit of a thought like, oh, what am I doing here? Is this even like, are people are going to hire me? Cause they don't know me. But then with COVID, it kind of gave me that excuse of like, okay, maybe this isn't what I need to do, or maybe I can take time. <laughs> but I only allowed myself to sit in that thought for one month. And then after that month, I was like, okay, yeah, this is ridiculous. Just do the darn thing. And so I did. And then once I decided after that month to do it, it was like game on. I got a client right away. Um, 
And then I had another client. It just snowballed to where I was like, yeah, I'm not taking more clients on because personally, I like being part-time. Yeah, That is where I thrive because I really like that balance between family and freedom and work. So it kind of gives me both. So I am not quite, I don't have quite the workload that you have, but that is definitely by choice because I totally could take on so many more people. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. But to kind of back up, I guess my start was I worked in the customer service side because I've always had customer service driven jobs and I love people. But I worked at the bank and it was <laughs> great and exhausting and unfulfilling because I just, when you have the personality and the work ethic that you just need to always be doing your best and then plus a little more, mm. the banking world doesn't show that they like that and appreciate that. So you kind of end up getting all of the responsibility with, let's be honest, little to no pay. Mm. And the expectations are always higher for you because they know you'll get it done where you've got coworkers sitting right beside you taking a nap halfway through the day. And if they're mm. not napping, they're on their phone with their spouse or their friend or their mom. And they're actually a step above you. <laughs> <sighs> and you're doing their job plus training people and doing all the things. It just didn't feel felt like I was just spinning my wheels and getting nowhere fast. And I am the type of person that I don't require a lot of pay to give me the value and want to stay somewhere. I, but I do require appreciation and recognition occasionally of, oh, wow, you're, you're the one doing this darn thing every day. You know, you're the <laughs> one keeping our audits up and running smooth. You're the one making sure our tellers know everything really well. And that's why you're constantly getting new tellers because your tellers are moving up really quickly, yeah. which that's a reward in itself, but it just never felt like the place for me long-term. And I was just getting frustrated and over and like burnout, I guess. Yeah. So that's- And then there were issues like, with the kids too, right? With missing certain important times. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I missed quite a few of their little kid concerts and, mm -hmm. you know, cute little things like that because I just couldn't be there. And um, gosh, there was one day, I think this was actually probably a big turning point for me, like eye-opening, like, yeah, I think you're about done here, was I was training a teller to be a senior teller or a head teller, whatever you want to call it. And when I'm training people, I am like so hyper-focused on that, that sometimes, and this is my own fault, but I will block out other things. And I blocked out my husband calling me saying, I can't get the kids. I have to work over. And our deal has always been, he works over. I will figure it out because he makes way more than I ever do at the bank. So it just financially never made sense for him to not accept the overtime. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll figure it out. No worries. And I just completely hung up the phone with him and my mind went back to training and I completely forgot 
Now, mind mm. you, my kids were kindergarten and first grade. We live in the country. House is all locked up. Oh, no, it must have been first and second because kindergarten requires a parent to be seen. So, no, it was first and second. And they couldn't get in the house. And it was November. Mm. So where we live, that's a little chilly. Mm -hmm. thankfully it wasn't snowing or anything but it was still chilly and it hit me about a probably 20 minutes after they got off the bus that I forgot about my kids I was like oh my (sighs) gosh how could I do that now my kids were amazing I'll just say they we had already kind of been talking to them about different things and you know what could happen here or a fire or a tornado or whatever you know what I mean yeah but they started to walk to my cousin's house because they we just this is funny we just re redid our wills and stuff so we just told them that if anything ever happened to us you're gonna go and stay with my cousin (laughs) so with their little book bags on they were marching to my cousin's house mind you they do live we call them neighbors, but in the country, that's still like two miles away. Jeez. <laughs> but they had checked all around the house and then every door was locked. So they stayed on the back porch because they didn't want people to think they, you know, were alone. And and then they decided it's starting to get dark. So we better start walking to our cousin. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and at that point, I had realized what I had done. And I called my cousins and said, can you please go rescue my kids. (laughs) So they did. And they decided to take the back roads instead of the main roads. And thankfully they did because that's where my kids were. They stayed on the back roads because they knew I didn't like them walking on the main roads because the cars fly. So I was so impressed with the way they handled the situation being so little, but I was not impressed with myself. That was probably my worst mom moment ever. (laughs) Oh, but I think I learned a lot that day because I just realized I cannot prioritize this job as much as I am. Mm. And, and it was like, yep, I think I'm done. Mm -hmm. And so it was shortly after that, that I was out and stay at home mom, but not for long because I felt like part of me was missing something. And it was that work component. I like serving others. So And having a little bit of income doing that is really fantastic. Well, speaking of the income, I was thinking about it. You know, I was fighting for that $14.50 wage in a herd of other people. And as I sit now, I'm making five times that. Yeah. And what we're doing now, yeah, like virtual assistant work, you don't usually bill a 40-hour week. So it it can be a little it can be a little bit different. It's not like you're making all this money per hour, 40 hours a week. I would say I probably average 20 to 30 hours a week. I think a 30 hour week is probably very heavy for me. And that's because, you know, as you're doing this work at home, if you go to the bathroom, you turn your timer off. But when you're in a workplace, your timer keeps going for significantly less, but they have to pay less because people are taking potty breaks and (laughs) hanging out at the water cooler or whatever you do in an office place. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And for me, I make more than I did at the bank. Not a ton more, but that's again by choice because, but I work a quarter of the time. (laughs) 
-hmm. (laughs) Like I don't work 40 hours a week. I don't even come close to that. I am closer to the 10 hours, sometimes more. There's weeks where I'll hit 20. Um, There's been 30 hour weeks before too, but mostly I would say I average more 10 hours a week. And I love that because it really allows me that time of flexibility of being with my family whenever. So it's like, I haven't missed anything. (laughs) That blows my mind that at around 10 hours a week, you're making a little bit more than your full-time job before. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. I love it. (laughs) Plus my clients are amazing. I absolutely love every single one of them. There's, they're so different. And I just love that. I love that Mm -hmm. we brainstorm and you never know what's going to happen next. And the thrill of trying to figure something out that you've never done. And it's a little, I don't know. It's fun. Speaking of something you've never done, when you first started this, you weren't really sure what your offering would be. And and part of the the VA startup lab, we do help people like go through their strengths and past experience so that they can cultivate an offer that is perfect for their, not just skill set, but their interest level. Because we know that when you have interest, energy builds for itself. So it's not draining. It's not draining work when you're like so jazzed to be there, but When you started, you had thought that you would do some things and now you're doing very different things, right? Yeah. So I really thought that my skill set was just administrative because that's all I had really done. That's what I knew. So, and customer service. So helping with clients, customers that maybe, you know, were a little frustrated or just needed, needed a little more love. (laughs) So I thought that I would just be kind of I guess, fixing customers, helping customers out and like fixing things on the back end or sending emails or just anything administrative is what I really figured. And then I realized like pretty quickly on that I learned things quickly. So I was able to adapt. And I love that um, one of my clients really pushed me outside of my box to learn podcasting. It was like so random. (laughs) came to me one day. She goes, so I think I want to start a podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. She goes, you want to do it? I'm like, I know nothing, but sure we can try it. <laughs> so within what a week I brain dumped on podcasting and then off we went and she's actually hitting with her 100th episode this week. Wow. While we're recording. While we're recording. Amazing. So it's just kind of neat. And it's been a really good success. And that's helped me move on to so many other things. So it's like podcasting and I helped create web pages. I never thought I was techie. <laughs> I'm still don't think I'm techie. Okay. <laughs> like, but I can do some, you know, some of that. And I also didn't think I was creative as far as I didn't think I would do graphics because I'm just not that creative. But I found out, okay, maybe I'm a little creative and I really enjoy it. So, And there's so many templates at our disposal that I think now creativity is more accessible than ever. It's not like you're sitting in front of a blank screen now, especially with things like Canva, we have the opportunity to just like create something gorgeous with a few clicks. Yeah. Well, yeah, Canva and all of those have been amazing. So easy. I love Canva. But I think 
one of your skills is being able to create things out of nothing. Like you are just so good at drawing from nothing. I find that my creativity creativity comes more from playing off of somebody else. So yeah. somebody has this thought or or somebody created a template and I'm like, oh, okay, I've got an idea. And then I'll go and create my own, but it stems, it usually stems from somebody else's start. Yeah. And that's where I think you and I jive pretty well too that way, because you create yeah. from nothing. Like you just, it's all just, I don't know, magically in your brain. <laughs> and, and then I can be like, oh, hey, that's great. I like it. Let's go with this. <laughs> <laughs> we do work well together, yeah. which we always have. Yeah. Yeah, we have, but Mm. where do you, like, where did you start out thinking and then grow to? So since I did it, since I started with my blinders on, I just was like, anything you need, I'm going to do anything you need. And then a few months into it, I had this client that I love, love, love dearly. I love them. I love their mission, but it was too like rigid. And I realized I didn't have play space. I found myself clocking in feeling a little bit heavy and it's because the tasks that I had were tracking and data entry and I was creating some graphic design but it was all like obsessive about spacing and not really a focus on the design element and I realized with that client that I actually did have things that I wanted to do and things that I didn't like to do. And so I ended up firing that client, which was hard. I mean, that's why we have a whole module in the VA startup lab on what to do when it's not working either with a client or with a specific task. And it's because you do learn as you go, what drains your energy and which, what builds your energy. And I didn't have the ability to keep doing something that was draining my energy. When you turn into a procrastinator, that's when you know that this is not the right fit, at least for me, I'm not naturally a procrastinator, but if I can, if I build something up to be so big in my brain, I like delay it, delay it, delay it. It gets bigger, bigger, bigger. This is a problem. No one wins. And I found myself kind of standing in the way of her dream VA because someone else would like to do that. So at that stage of my business, I decided to stop working with her and work with someone that wanted to use my creative skills. Now, Now I stay solely in my zone of genius. I love, it's so funny. I thought I was big into graphic design and now I get like goosebumps when I think about email workflows that sell while people are sleeping. Like, hey, create your program. I'm gonna grab some of your words and I'm gonna figure out what's next in the customer journey and like what's the next best step for them and how can we speak to them in a way that will like really light them up? How can we pour into them? Like I just... I love it. I I love that side of creation, which is like really taking a bird's eye view at what the customer is experiencing and pouring some magic into it. I love it. All (laughs) systems go. Yes, yes, yes. And so what I found for me specifically, in order to give my customers a more full service experience with me, I've pulled on now two other VAs that work with me and do some of that more repetitive work that does drain me. So initially I thought, oh, I have to stop working with them because I don't enjoy it. Now I know I can have like a little agency of my own. I don't want a big agency. That doesn't sound fun to me, but this little one where I can give a full comprehensive like service to my clients. I love it. 
I just like, you know, waltz into work when I feel ready, like great about it. And like, when we get off of here, I'm going to run to Home Depot with my husband because we're renovating a house and we can do this. (laughs) We can do this. We can do whatever we want. And I, I love that. I had no idea it was going to bring me here. I just thought I was going to help someone. I'll do whatever you need. And now I just know I'm going to help people and I'm going to only do what I want to do. (laughs) Right. That's how I am too. Yes. Very. (laughs) I love it though, because it's true. I'll take my laptop with me to my husband's appointment because I'll work while he's doing his PT. He just had shoulder surgery. So we had to, he's got a lot of PT appointments. So I'll take that with me and do my work or have a meeting while he's there. And then after that, we'll go do something together and have a little day date or something like that. It's Mm, just so flexible and I absolutely love it. And now you're planning a cruise and you're saying for a full week, I'm out. Like I'm not getting the internet package. I am out. And, and we have that flexibility to say like, Hey, I'll, I'll help you get everything lined up ahead of time. Lots of notice. And then I'm gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. And I love automating things Mm. as long as it makes sense. You know, obviously some things you just can't and it doesn't work right, but yeah, I have everything, all of the tasks that I offer or the services I offer either can be automated or done in advance. There's very few things that can't. So it's really nice to know that I can, without any stress, be completely checked out for a solid week and everything's still running smooth and my clients are still happy. And mm-hmm. it's, it's great because then you'll also realize that when you're on vacation, oftentimes your clients will be too, just because they got all of that work done ahead for, so that I could be on vacation. So then they're like, they feel refreshed when I get back too, because it was a lighter load. I was like, yeah. it's so nice how that works. So then we come back and brainstorm and new things start happening. That's been my experience too. When we kind of take a knee, they're like, you know what? I haven't taken a knee in a while. And they do the same. And it's, yeah, it's, it's so good. It is. Yeah. Well, I am thrilled that we are back to recording and now we're putting things on a podcast channel so that we can just yeah. pour what's happening in our minds out to you guys. So more to come. This is just the first of many. (laughs) Yes. I love it. And I think it'll, it's so nice to just be able to be in your pocket. That's why I love podcasts. It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't have to have a screen open. So I'm excited for all the things to come with YVAL. Yeah. We're going to do so much. We have a private podcast feed lined up for those of you that are in the next level VA or your VA lab, we kind of merged them together at this point. And then we're also talking about doing a free public one as well. So, so excited to see where this takes us. And I'm excited to see how many people we can help just by chatting about what's happening in our lives and what we've helped people with as far as becoming a VA. And I think it's going to be a really cool resource. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All good things. It's great. <laughs> Let's do this. And then like so many more people can have that freedom that we've been able to taste and experience without having to sit in front of panels of people and ask answer when they've broken a rule. It's horrible. Never again. We hope you enjoyed hearing our stories on how we started and where we are now. 
If you did, make sure you follow the show to get notified when new episodes drop. And if you're ready to learn more about launching your own virtual assistant business, check the show notes for info on how you can launch quickly and easily with your VA lab. We're so glad you're here.